Welcome to the Love Raising Us podcast. My name is Erin Flood, and I'm really happy to be with you today. Today's a solo episode. You just get me. Um, I've had a couple guests in a row have to cancel, and truthfully, it's all been personal stuff, whether it's business or um, their kids are sick or one I had to cancel because I was sick. So March has just kind of been wild and I'm going to take it for what it is and just take this opportunity to talk to you about three things today. The first is our habits. I've become really aware in the last few months about how habits and identity are really tied together. So I was part of this group Um, It's called We Shred, and it's by Erica Stenz. You can look her up on Instagram. She's incredible. She's a trainer. And I just felt like my identity or how I want to feel in my own body, in my life, is somebody that is lean and strong, both physically and mentally, and that I know how to nourish my body with food and exercise and rest and connection in order to accomplish the goals that I have for myself in my life. And I think that so often we have a picture of who we want to be in our head, but we don't necessarily have the habits to support that identity. And so I just wanted to bring this up because my biggest aha moment is that sometimes when we're, we're not who we want to be, it feels like we're really far away from becoming it. It feels like perhaps the task at hand is almost too big to tackle along with everything else that goes on in our life and all the different directions that we're pulled in. But really, it's just about examining your habits. And if you, if you think about it, for example, I will just use myself Food, since I have gotten sick, and really probably for longer than that, has been tricky for me. I've had so many digestive issues and pain and, um, you know, I've had endometriosis and then multiple surgeries and then the, um, you know, everything with my appendix. And so I feel like food has been something that's tricky for me because, in some ways I'm like afraid of it. And so because of my fear of like something getting stuck, like it did before, or even though that wasn't food, it was air, but, um, sorry, I digress, but you know, I had some mental blocks that were keeping me from forming habits to get me to where I needed to be. And sometimes I think we just need to like look outside ourselves at experts that are there to coach us through developing a new habit. Erica was incredible, incredible for that as was Bonnie, who is um, on her team as well, who's a registered dietitian and just also a really great person. And the reason why I think it's important to tell you this is that changing my one habit around food and how I nourish myself gave me the power to really grab hold and take on 
challenges in other areas of my life because I actually had the energy and to do it. It was also really empowering because when we show up for ourselves in a way that we didn't think was possible, everything else that is challenging or doesn't seem possible suddenly seems like it can be done. So for example, when I was going through this, I was like, you know what? I have always wanted to get my personal growth coaching certification. I'm going to do that. So I did. And now I have that. So there, there you go. There's my little, maybe a shameless plug in there. I if anybody's looking for personal growth coaching, I guess this is the first time I'm saying it out loud in this space, but um, I'm going to start taking on, I think, just a few clients. Um, and we'll talk about exactly this stuff is what are the habits that you have in your life in order to support the version or vision or identity that you have in your mind of who you are and what you want to be. Um But I think there's so much power in showing up every single day for ourselves in a way that we didn't think was possible. It creates a new momentum in our life, and that momentum really opens the doors to so much more that is possible for us because what has been weighing us down is no longer heavy. See, when we carry around the same thing for a long time, it's funny because it almost gets heavier over time because we're so sick of carrying it. And then once you're able to put it down, you realize, well, gosh, now I can pick this up or I can pick that up. I can look at this new challenge because I have enough space and capacity to carry something new because I'm no longer carrying what felt so heavy before. So I would just encourage you to maybe do like a little habit analysis where you look at the habits that you have and how they line up. Like if you made a list and you said, this is how I picture myself. Or if somebody said, what is your identity? Or describe the person that you want to see yourself as. Or when you go to bed at night, what does that person look like? And then it's walking it back to say, what habits do I have that support that? You know, if I want to, if I, if my goal is to, you know, part of my identity is to be physically fit enough to play with my kids and, and be active with them. And that means that a habit I want to have is exercising every morning, but I'm drinking two glasses of wine every night, which makes me tired and hard to get out of bed. Well, then maybe that's a habit that needs to be examined. And then if you decide, okay, well, the two glasses of wine probably are sabotaging that. I'm going to stop that. Well, then what are you going to replace it with? Is it going to be a nightly walk? Is it going to be a cup of tea? Is it going to be phones down and snuggling your kids on the couch before bed? Is it going to be what is the new habit that's going to feel like a reward that you can replace that with, because that's really important to think about too, or it won't be long lasting. So again, fine. And then I'll move on to my next topic, but 
I just want to say that figuring out the habit and the identity are both key because if you develop a new habit because you think it's cool and, and you want to do it, like I'll keep going with this fitness example. If being physically fit or having a bigger why as to why being physically fit is important to you is not part of your identity, then developing a new habit probably will not stick. If it's just about losing five pounds to lose five pounds, then you probably won't be able to keep those five pounds off because it's not, it has no deeper connection to who you want to be as a person. And so really nailing down and figuring out what that identity is for you, what that picture of you is at the end of the day when you put your head on the pillow and you think, I feel good about this person that I am right now and these are the qualities that I have and these are the habits that I have that that support maintaining those qualities long-term. I mean, that that's the key. It's tying the habits to the, to the identity because then they're sustainable. Without that connection, you most likely will not be able to sustain something, even if it feels good. Okay, second topic is saving our children. Um, whenever my kids struggle, I really, I don't think I'm alone here, but I have this desire to (laughs) want to save them. Um, I think it's sometimes harder for us to watch our kids struggle than it actually is for our kids to struggle. However, I continue to remind myself that the greatest growth I've had is during times of struggle. And it's not because necessarily of the hardship, but it's because I learned that I could rely on myself or trust myself when things got hard, that I could trust myself to find it my way to the other side. That's why as we get older, sometimes, you know, the regrets that we have are the times when we haven't shown up for ourselves in the way that we wish we would have are the hardest to handle and really rock our sense of self because we've lost trust in our capability to get through something hard. And that really transfers to our confidence and sense of self-worth because, you know, we worry so much sometimes about what everybody else thinks about us or how they feel about us or if they trust us or not or the real question is, how do you think, feel about yourself? And do you trust yourself? Can you rely on yourself? And that's the part that I think we rob our kids of when we give in to our own need to not be uncomfortable or our own need to soothe our kids is that we don't let them struggle in times when they really need to learn that struggle not only is it part of life, but the best time as parents, we need to remind ourselves that the best time for them to struggle is when they are in the safety of our own home or when they come back here at night, every night, and they are under our roof where we can we can remind them to, no matter what, anybody's saying at school or no matter what their teacher says or 
that their voice and how they feel about themselves in their mind has to be the one that they learn to rely on. And if you are a faith-filled person, which I happen to be, you know, I always tell my kids too that unless you can hear the voice in your head, you can't hear God because God's in your belly. He's speaking to you all the time. And without being able to hear your internal voice, you're also separate from God. And so I just want to encourage parents. Spring is the time in school, particularly, where the wheels start to come off the bus, not only for the kids, but for you. Because all of the things that you have been tolerant about that you maybe have found frustrating or worrisome or um, maybe elicited like a phone call or an email in the past, or maybe you thought, well, I'll just let the teacher handle it. Or, you know, um, well, my kid's working with their coach. I'm sure it'll be fine. For some reason, and I know this as a former school teacher and principal, the wheels come off the bus after spring break because everyone's tolerance level is nil. It's gone. You've used it all up earlier in the school year. And so now all of the things that you did have a little patience for before, you don't have it anymore because you think the school should have gotten it together. My kids should have figured it out. Uh, the coach should have done whatever. Um, I can't believe we're still talking about the homework. I can't believe these kids have like it's this is still happening on the playground after I've said something. So I just want everyone to this may be a little preachy my principal had on, but like and maybe as a mother, I just need to remind myself. But our kids are going to struggle and sometimes the struggle in spring <laughs> is worse because we think that as the weather changes and that there should be hope and all the stuff should revolve on its or resolve on its own. And when it doesn't resolve, it's even more frustrating. So um, I just want to say, hang in there, everyone. Resist the urge to solve your kids' problems for themselves. And I would encourage you to ask them questions like, are you open to hearing a suggestion when they complain about something versus you telling them right away what they should have done or how to fix their problem? Or I would encourage you to ask them, you know, if they're age appropriate, what role they think they play in their problem. Kids are so much more self-reflective and capable of that if we ask them to step into that space. But when we either solve their problem for them or we say, oh, that coach just doesn't like you or that teacher is unfair or that kid's just a bully or we are talking our kids into becoming victims of every circumstance they're in. And I don't know about you, but i that's not the kind of kid that I want to raise because that's not the kind of adult I want to send out into the world. Somebody who thinks that they're the victim of every circumstance they're in. I want them to know that they have the tools to help themselves out of not all, but most of life's difficult situations. So I'm sorry if that was a little soapboxy. Um, clearly that's where I'm, where I'm at with the school year and kids and just working on 
not making my comfort more important than their ability to find their own comfort and learn how to trust themselves as they sit and work through their own discomfort. So there's that. Okay. And then the final topic I want to talk about today is related to the last one, and that is on motherhood. I want to thank all of you. I blogged this week about going into school and with our youngest, who is just having a hard time. He's having a hard year. Um, I mean, he's fine, but just working through some things. And he was crying. I was holding it together all morning, and I thought, okay, I finally got him to school. I'm sending him out to recess. But he still was doing the (gasps) where you breathe hard because you've been like crying really hard, and that little hiccup in your breath hasn't gone away yet. And he was doing that, and I could see his little shoulders shaking as he was walking out to recess, and there was the swish, 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 swish of his snow pants and boots as he was walking outside. And there was something so sad and innocent and just heartbreaking about the whole thing that I was like, I have got to get out of the school. I'm going to start bawling right now. I had held it together, you know, all morning and remained calm through his emotion and, and the emotion I was feeling, but trying not to let out and, or let out in a way that was helpful and didn't escalate the situation. And I could not control it. I turned my back. He was around the corner and I started to walk. I'm like, get me out of here. I started to sob. And I walked past the office and was like, please don't anyone see me. Just kept my head down. And my goal really was like to get out of there without having to talk to anyone. And all of a sudden I heard Aaron behind me. And it was a former coworker of mine um, because I used to be the principal of my kid's school. So it was a former coworker of mine and I turned around and all she did was hold her arms out, say, are you okay? And hugged me. And I'm telling you, like I'm getting my tears in my eyes thinking about it right now. That was the most incredible gift she could have given me because sometimes as mothers, I think we just forget that we need to be hugged and held as humans. Like that all the hugging and the holding and the caring emotion for other people, sometimes we just need allow to allow ourselves to be hugged with without and and the real gift was like I didn't have to ask for it. I didn't have to say, can mom have a hug or you know, ask my husband for a hug or what, you know, whatever it is. It was just she saw me, she's a mom. She hugged me and I said, yes, you know, I'm fine. And I was embarrassed because I'm like all, you know, snot and tears and I'm not a cute crier. So um, I said, yes, it's just hard to watch your kids struggle. And I said, it's just hard sometimes to know if what you're doing, even though you think it's the right thing, it's hard to know if it is the right thing, especially when they're hurting. And all she did was say, I know I've been there. He's going to be just fine. And her kids are much older. And she said, I'm sure you're doing the right thing. And then she let me go. I cannot tell you 
what a gift that was. It was no judgment. It was the, I mean, you know all of the things that run through your mind in those moments. Am I ruining him? Is he going to resent me forever? Is she going to talk about this like in therapy when she's older? When, you know, my mom forced me to, it's all the things that, you know, and a little bit of rage because it's not in your control. It's not my house. It's not, you know, the hundred other kids around are not my kids. They're not, that, that stuff sometimes is hard to accept. And the fact that she did not judge me, she just grabbed me, hugged me, and told me that it would be okay. Like, that it was such an incredible gift that morning and something that I did not realize I needed. And when I posted about that, so many of you reached out and said, oh my gosh, I needed to hear this, or I have so been there, or you're right, we, we need less judgment and more just, you didn't ruin them. It's going to be okay. Like you did, you have not failed. It's just a day. It's just a moment. It's just an hour. They're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We just need more of that. And so for all of you that commented and shared and um, shared that post, I'm, I, I guess I'm just grateful because the reason why I started doing this was because I, I just think that there's so much that we can all learn from each other and that women have a really incredible role in this world as humans, but also as mothers. And I, I'm just really grateful when I know that you can relate to something I'm going through or when you're willing to share your own struggle or success, um, that honestly, it makes everything that I am trying to do feel worth it. So I just want you to know I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for that gift that you gave me and, and having that, um, just non-judgmental moment with me. So thank you. Um, that's it. It's a short episode today. And, um, if you like episodes like this, if you would just, um, DM me or, pop in and give a five-star review in the app or share the episode online or tag me and say, at Love Raising Us, this is what I loved about this episode. Um, it's helpful for me to know what you want to hear more about. So if you're willing to do that, I'd be really grateful. Oh, thanks for being with me. I uh, am clearly working on raising, finishing the job of raising myself, and I'm grateful for anyone who's willing to either listen or do the work alongside me. And all of you do that for me. So thank you very much. And uh, next week, Jill Thompson will be on the podcast. She's great. She's going to talk to us about um, healthy living Um, but more than that, she's going to talk about the connection between a strong body and mind. So I'm really excited to 
have you learned from Jill? Because I learned a lot from talking to her. So next week, Tuesday morning, 5 a.m., it it will actually be out. It will not be a tardy episode, I promise, because it's already recorded. It's ready to go. So um, yeah, thanks for hanging on this very imperfect journey with me. Grateful for you. Hang in there, everybody. Happy spring. Happy spring.